Hey everyone, Saltgrass Steakhouse is now open in Mishawaka. Wrangle up the crew and head down to Saltgrass Mishawaka for an unforgettable experience. Sink your teeth into mouth-watering char-grilled, certified Angus beef steaks. Sip on ice-cold craft cocktails. And don't forget to try the famous Spicy Range Rattlers, all made daily in the Scratch Kitchen. Start making delicious memories at Saltgrass Mishawaka, 5126 North Main Street, across from Lazy Boy Furniture Galleries. Dine with us today. It is 531 on this Thursday evening. My name is Darren Pritchett, and welcome back to Budweiser's Weekday Sports Beat on your home of the Fighting Irish, Sports Radio 960, WSBT. Almost 24 hours ago to the second, Notre Dame picked up a very intriguing verbal commitment from a high-end edge rusher from the state of Texas. We're going to talk about that player and more. With Kyle Kelly, the Notre Dame football recruiting reporter at Blue and Gold Illustrated. You can read his work at blueandgold.com. And for a recruiting writer, yesterday was a very, very busy day with a commitment and a decommitment for the Fighting Irish of Notre Dame. Kyle, good to be with you today. How are you? I'm doing well. Much better than yesterday. It was certainly a busy one. (laughs) Yes, it was. And hopefully today's been a little quieter and we appreciate your time this evening. So the Katy, Texas football program is going to bring one heck of a football player to the Fighting Irish edge rusher, Logan Thomas. I know on three, which is tied into Blue and Gold Illustrated, lists Logan Thomas as a four-star recruit. Looking at his video clips, this guy looks like a a player that's going to translate very well to the college game with his already pretty impressive pass rushing moves. So offer a little perspective, Kyle, on the talents of Logan Thomas and why do you think the Irish were, like a lot of other teams, very interested in his services? Yeah, this was a uh, big get for Notre Dame. Um, on three, we have him as the uh, number 101 overall player, the number nine edge rusher in the country, and number 23 player in Texas. So, yeah, super big pickup for the Irish anytime you're getting a uh, top 10 edge rusher in the entire class and then uh, one of the best pass or players overall in Texas. So just overall on the surface, the recruiting one was great. Uh, for Notre Dame. Then you start to dive in a little bit deeper to Logan Thomas and kind of learn about his background and, you know, his recruitment. And, you know, in talking to Logan Thomas, one of the things that really stuck out to me was just he's like a Notre Dame type kid. He's very well-spoken, great academic kid, uh, just one of those guys that you know is going to be a great fit um, attending the University of Notre Dame. Then you flip on the film and you see a guy that plays like he was shot out of a cannon. He is uh, super fast. Um, he's a guy that runs in the uh, four fives in the 40-yard dash and you know has a lot of these um, power five programs coming after him from the south. And a lot of teams really got involved after he uh, won the MVP at the All-American Bowl National Combine down in San Antonio. And that event usually um, carries a lot of the key underclassmen um, from across the country at that combine. And Thomas came away with the award for the top overall player. So kind of put all those things together, and you're just starting to think, wow, this 
really is a, a really good get for Notre Dame, especially uh, defensive line coach Al Washington. This is pretty much his premier win on the recruiting trail since uh, joining Notre Dame last January. Um, he certainly, Logan Thomas, has the highest rating out of any uh, commit Al Washington has gotten. And, uh, yeah, there's a, a lot of great qualities that he's going to be bringing to the uh, Notre Dame roster come 2024 season. Kyle, it sure seemed like throughout this recruitment, Notre Dame was in a really good position, but I think their position improved a whole lot when all of a sudden he showed up last week, and that was probably a sign to you that Notre Dame was going to get this guy. Yeah, that was huge. I I mean, I kind of felt that Logan Thomas was trending toward Notre Dame after he unofficially visited um, in March, and one thing I had learned is Usually, sometimes when kids come in for these spring unofficial visits, you know, they're sometimes they have a spring break, but oftentimes, you know, they're just in and out for a day or two. Thomas actually spent three whole days in South Bend spending time with the Notre Dame staff on on an unofficial visit. And right away, that kind of put my antennas up. And Logan told me he was officially visiting Notre Dame in June. I expected him to see maybe Oklahoma, Texas Tech. A&M on official visits as well. And then, you know, Mike Singer and I come to find out a, a couple of weeks ago that Logan's actually returning to Notre Dame for another multi-day unofficial visit hmm. on his own dime uh, to come see Notre Dame in May. And right away, that's like, that's just a big indication there that Notre Dame is probably in a really good spot for him. Um, certainly kind of appeared like he was trending that way. So, once we learned that Logan Thomas was getting on campus for another multi-day-long unofficial visit, uh, I, I think we kind of expected that this was Notre Dame's recruitment to lose. But um, it was still a really great job by the entire coaching staff and especially Al Washington to secure this commitment um, coming out of this weekend and making sure that Logan Thomas wasn't going back to the state of Texas, still intrigued by some of the schools down south. He is Kyle Kelly, Notre Dame football recruiting reporter at Blue and Gold Illustrated, blueandgold.com. Since we're talking edge rushers, you might as well tease a story you have up right now because it seems like Kyle Notre Dame isn't satisfied just bringing in one elite pass rusher. And I think there's an outside chance they might have the ability to bring in a second high-end edge rushers very soon. Yeah, I think so. Um, it's certainly been edge rusher week over on uh, Blue and Gold, and I actually wrote about two elite um, edge rushers uh, today over there, um, the first one being a five-star edge rusher from uh, Tucson, Cell Point, um, Catholic, down in Arizona. He's a guy that's unofficially visited Notre Dame twice. He'll be officially visiting Notre Dame uh, next month. And then I also wrote um, another story about four-star edge rusher um, Malachi Williams from Philadelphia, Monsignor Bonner. He unofficially visited Notre Dame for the blue-gold game, and he'll also be back on an official visit next month. Um, so, those are two guys that Notre Dame uh, really likes. Uh, Al Washington was out on the, on the road um, earlier this spring and visited both of their high schools and he's made them a priority. And both of those recruits have told me as much they're feeling like um, a priority for Notre Dame. 
And I think that between the two, the one big one from that group is Elijah Rushing. He has close to 40 Power 5 offers. Um, on three, we have him ranked within the top 50 prospects in the class. He is an excellent player. There's no surprise why so many of these Power 5 schools like your Ohio State and Clemson's and Oregon's are all chasing after him and prioritizing prioritizing him. And Notre Dame is just, gosh, they have pushed so hard for him over the last year and um, put themselves in such a great position to, to get an official visit. But that's going to be a super competitive recruitment. He's also visiting Oregon and Tennessee. Um, he's going to be at UCLA this weekend. He's also going to be making two summer visits to Arizona, where his brother is a walk-on football player. So then state school is trying to keep him there. Um, Notre Dame is trying to pull him away using the you know Catholic school connection and um, a lot of different other um, variables to, to see if they can get him out of the Arizona area and bring him to South Bend. And I detailed and kind of explained that um, all in my story this morning. And uh, with Malat, uh, Malachi Williams, not a whole lot to add there. He's a pretty quiet and soft-spoken kid. Uh, Penn State, Syracuse, and Pittsburgh are Notre Dame's biggest competition. He'll be officially visiting all four schools in June, but I think this is shaping up to be uh, a Notre Dame-Penn State battle for him. Kyle, should Notre Dame fans begin dreaming big about the possibility of five-star Justin Scott picking the Fighting Irish? He's got apparently five schools on his list now, Michigan, Miami, Ohio State, Georgia, Notre Dame. Since Irish fans are feeling so good about the defensive line, should they dream for that big, big catch? Justin Scott's recruitment has been a uh, tricky one, especially as of late. I I went and saw Justin um, a couple weeks ago at his high school just the, the week after he visited Miami. And, you know, he kind of told me that, you know, this really put Miami up there at the top with Notre Dame and Georgia. And, you know, a lot of the buzz over the last couple of weeks have certainly been in, in favor of the Hurricanes. But I'm not setting the uh, panic button yet for Notre Dame. I think that a lot of this Miami effort is a lot of buzz from that last visit and a lot of um, intrigue, I guess, heading into his June official visit, which he'll be making, uh, yeah, next month, uh, returning to uh, Coral Gables. Uh, the the one thing that's a, a little bit of a concern is Justin Scott has official visits set up with Ohio State, Michigan, uh, Miami, and Georgia, but he doesn't have set up one one set up with Notre Dame. And high school juniors entering their senior year, um, they're allotted five official visits from now until the end of June. And the NCAA just uh, approved a rule where um, beginning next football season and beyond, you know, recruits that are high school seniors and um, rising high school seniors in the future classes will be able to make um, unlimited unofficial visits. But still, Justin Scott has been kind of unsure about using an official visit on Notre Dame. Um, most of his explanation is because him coming from Chicago, mm-hmm. it's a pretty short drive, no reason to uh, kind of use one of his official visits on Notre Dame. But now that he's going to have an unlimited number of officials, I think that the Irish are – well, I know that the Irish are pushing really hard to uh, get him to officially visit uh, during the season. 
And that's going to be the best-case scenario for Notre Dame. They are playing the long game with Justin Scott. I think they realized last cycle with the recruitment of Keon Keeley and Peyton Bowen, those were two guys that got in the class early, but they were those were also two guys they lost. Um, you know, they're great programs, but um, those two guys chose to visit other schools while committed to Notre Dame. And Notre Dame wanted to avoid that with Justin Scott. They're letting him play out his process. And they got to survive the month of June. If Justin Scott comes out of the month of June uncommitted, I think that the Irish are going to have a really good chance. And even if he does make a pledge, you know, this thing's not over till December. Yep. I really expect Notre Dame to um, go all the way to the finish. But, yeah, right now it's a Miami-Notre Dame battle. And, uh, yeah, Mario Cristobal and Marcus Freeman, they're really going to be going toe-to-toe for the top defensive tackle in the class. We're talking Notre Dame football recruiting with Kyle Kelly, Notre Dame football recruiting reporter at Blue and Gold Illustrated, blueandgold.com. Amidst all the excitement about Logan Thomas picking the Fighting Irish, also yesterday there was a decommitment from the 24 class and a guy that had been committed for a year in defensive lineman Owen Wolfel. And, Kyle, I have no inside information, but this seemed like a situation where it might have been both sides saying maybe this is the right thing to do. Am I off base there? No, you're pretty much on point. Um, I, I think that Owen wanted to uh, take a look at Michigan. And, you know, Owen committed all the way back in uh, May of 2022. And I will always vividly remember when he committed. Um, he used a really long and, like, um, uh, intelligent phrase when he offered his commitment to Notre Dame. He said he was, you know, like verbally committing to the, um, you know, uh, academic recruitment process or something like that. So <laughs> ever since he initially committed to Notre Dame, it always seemed like he left the door cracked open to other schools and that he was going to still consider other programs. But I thought that kind of died down. You know, he had visited Notre Dame for a game day. He had been there in January. He was just back up in April. But then uh, Michigan kind of came in uh, earlier this spring and started expressing interest in in him. And um, I think Owen kind of reconsidered things and, you know, wanted to make a visit to Notre Dame. And then uh, in that same token, Notre Dame, you know, has really extended a lot of offers and um, built up their target list in the uh, 24 cycle on the defensive line. And I just think there's some prospects that they're a little bit more intrigued by compared to Wayful. And I think it just made sense for both parties to say, yeah, this, I, I think it's just better to kind of part ways here. Um, you can kind of go do your thing and we're going to do ours. And, you know, we, yeah, we were happy to have you in the class for the last year, but, you know, Notre Dame kind of wanted to move in a different direction and Owen Wayful, you know, wanted to expand his horizons as well. So I think it kind of worked out well. Um, for both parties to kind of hit the reset button and go in different directions. Hmm. Kyle, how about a couple of Notre Dame recruits that you find intriguing? Yeah, when you uh, you know kind of gave me an idea we might be talking about this, I was uh, thinking quite a bit because there are a couple intriguing ones in this 24 class on the board. Um, I'll try to narrow it down to three, and the three I came up with were uh, – Kedrick Young, Carter Nelson, and Gerby Lambert. Um, a quick synopsis on each guy. Kedrick Young, he's from Texas, going to be officially visiting in June. Um, the Notre Dame coaching staff really wants him to fill that Audrick Estime role. 
once SMA eventually goes to the NFL. Um, Kedron Young, he's a big body back. They they like him to complement Aeneas Williams, who is kind of like a Kyron Williams-level running back that Notre Dame already has committed in the class. So Notre Dame's pushing hard there. Um, Carter Nelson, he has now become the uh, number one tight end target for Notre Dame. The Irish lost uh, Jaden Riddell, a fringe five-star prospect on the Missouri to Georgia earlier this week. Uh, Riddell was considering officially visiting Notre Dame. Instead, he shut down his recruitment in favor of Georgia. And uh, Carter Nelson is very intriguing. He plays eight-man football in Ainsworth, Nebraska. Um, Ainsworth, Nebraska is literally in the middle of nowhere from um, <laughs> my, uh, my knowledge. I, I, it's like a one-street-light town. Um, I'm pretty sure it's like closer to Colorado. It's like literally in the middle of nowhere. And Notre Dame has been there, I think, three or four times, including Marcus Freeman paying a visit to his school. Uh, Carter visited Notre Dame uh, for the Boston College game, and he's really blown up. He's got a ton of Power Five offers. The SEC schools are coming after him hard. Notre Dame's really trying to stay in the thick of that recruitment, and they are. Um, Carter Nelson will officially visit Notre Dame next month, and that'll be big for them to hopefully um, jump back up into the pole position for him. Nebraska's another school in the in-state program that's coming after him hard. And, yeah, he's a very intriguing guy. But the uh, last one here is Gerby Lambert. Um, He is the offensive tackle from West Roxbury, Massachusetts, Catholic Memorial. He's teammates with uh, Notre Dame uh, defensive line signee, Bubakar Traore, and uh, Gerby Lambert's recruitment is extremely interesting. He is highly regarded as one of the two top offensive tackles in the 24 class, uh, yet he has never unofficially visited any school, at least to our knowledge. Hmm. He has never reported any visits besides Boston College, which is pretty much a stone's throw from uh, Catholic Memorial High. Notre Dame is pushing really hard there. I think Penn State and Ohio State are also going to get an official visit for him. And Notre Dame's actually going to host him on a visit next week as well. So, yeah, that's a, a really, really intriguing one to me because a Notre Dame's offensive line board is um, it's pretty tight right now. They already have two commits. They're looking at maybe one more, and they're saving a spot for Gerby Lambert uh, just because he's such an exceptional talent. So that's a guy that, um, if you're Notre Dame, you just got to get him, um, get him up on campus and hope for the best. And uh, I think that it's going to be their in best interest that uh, Gerby Lambert hops on the plane towards uh, South Bend next weekend. He might be a plug-and-play offensive tackle for the Fighting Irish. At the end of the day, he picks Notre Dame. Kyle, let's wrap up with a couple of thoughts. What will people find at Blue and Gold Illustrated, blueandgold.com this weekend? Yeah, so um, Memorial Day weekend, so we're not planning on a ton of content, but um, I am going to have a couple stories up this weekend that I think that are going to be interesting uh, to a lot of our subscribers. I have one coming on uh, Kedron Young, kind of previewing his official visit. Like I said, he's really a top-of-the-board target for Notre Dame and a guy that um, they really want to see on that roster. Also going to be uh, sizing up a the potential um, five guys that could potentially become Notre Dame's next commit. 
Um, they've really gone gone on a run during the month of May here, and ever since that blue gold game, and now um, they're probably going to go on another little mini run coming out of these uh, official visits. So, just going to uh, kind of preview what what's in store there, and uh, once uh, Mike Singer gets back from vacation, <laughs> we'll be a full throttle ahead um, with the official visit season in June. So, uh, yeah, we are excited for a uh, big next couple of weeks on uh, blueandgold.com and uh, we hope you uh, come give us a read. All right, very good. Kyle Kelly, Notre Dame football recruiting reporter at Blue and Gold Illustrated, the website blueandgold.com. Really appreciate you doing this. Great information on fighting Irish football recruiting and we will talk to you soon. Thanks, Darren. You bet you. Thank you so much. That's Kyle Kelly from blueandgold.com. Sportsbeat brought to you by Budweiser, the king of beers, locally distributed by United Beverage Company of South Bend. Baseball fans, this Bud's for you. By Barnaby's of Mishawaka and Granger, now with three locations to serve you. Barnaby's, the family inn. The Food Bank of Northern Indiana. Hunger is a story we can end. Find out how at feedindiana.org. And Bethel University Adult and Graduate Studies. Visit betheluniversity.edu slash salad ground for details sports beat continues next on wsbt hey freedom fred here from hey everyone saltgrass steakhouse is now open in mishawaka wrangle up the crew and head down to saltgrass mishawaka for an unforgettable experience sink your teeth into mouth-watering char-grilled certified angus beef steaks sip on ice cold craft cocktails and don't forget to try the famous spicy range rattlers all made daily in the scratch kitchen start making delicious memories at saltgrass mishawaka 5126 north main street across from lazy boy furniture galleries dine with us today 